0: Lucky that a couple of my friends are DJs. We actually had one of our friends, Fisher, we wanted to get him to DJ, but funnily enough they came to the wedding and they had to fly, they had to leave the wedding early to get to, driven to, there's like a small airport near us, half an hour from us, to get driven to the small airport to get a private plane to Perth airport and then to go from Perth to Sydney to LA for the Grammys.
1: This episode of the You and Me podcast is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. This episode spotlights a gorgeous real bride and the process that she's undertaken to plan her dream wedding. I'm Laura from Wonderlust Creative, a bespoke wedding and event planning company that specializes in creating unique and personal events. And I'm joined as always by Andy, owner of The Bridal Journey, a premium wedding blog and research platform, the best go-to for all your wedding inspiration. Today on the show, we have the ever-gorgeous Rebecca Burrow, who along with 250 friends and family celebrated her elegantly understated wedding in Western Australia with professional surfer, now husband,
2: Taj Burrow.
1: Here she is. Let's dive right in.
2: All right. Hello, beautiful Rebecca, and welcome to the You and Me podcast. How are you today? Hi, guys. Um, I'm really good good so you're um we're really excited to have you on this episode so and excited. you've you know you've been really received well on the bridal journey like your photos of your wedding so we're really looking forward to um interviewing you today so welcome amazing thanks for having me great so we might just get started and kick off um could you please tell us about yourself sure
0: um uh, my name's rebecca Nowborough. post-wedding i was rebecca jobson Um, and I'm 30, almost 31, and I live in Yelling Up, Western Australia. I've got two kids. I had one kid when I had my wedding, and we've had one after the wedding. Um, And, um, yeah, we live a – well, now we're stuck here, but we were kind of a travelling family. My husband, um, he's a professional surfer by trade. Can you call it trade? It's like fun. (laughs) um So, we did travel a lot, but we're kind of loving the downtime at home at the moment, which
2: has been really nice. Lovely. And you also own Mini Marley? Oh, yeah. A kids' brand. <laughs> Forgot to mention that one. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me.
0: I've got a kids' um minimalistic clothing brand called Mini Marley.
2: Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, I love all the cute little overalls and the. Neutral colors, it's absolutely beautiful. Some of the stuff that you um sell on it, it's easy to make
0: because everything's so cute when it's little. Yes. Oh, some yes, it's kind of <laughs>
2: <laughs> So, we might kick off. Um, how did you and your partner meet? Um, we actually met, I can't even do the
0: maths of it now, it's probably like 10 years ago. Um, he used to fly out of. I, um originally from over east and I lived in Sydney for seven years and he flew to a lot of his competitions and um, would travel via Sydney. So we just met through mutual friends but it was just one of those stories where he asked me out on a date and then it never kind of really went anywhere and we stayed friends for a really long time and um, I think we did everything in our power not to end up together because we just were like yeah. – <laughs> We were two big personalities, and it just never—the timing of it never worked out. And then when it did come to fruition, um, the timing was perfect. Yeah, it was fate. Yeah, I guess so. One of those weird modern fairy tales with a lot of crap in the middle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. And so, and so, you've known him for a long time. So, and the, I feel like the longer you know your partner, the easier it is to pick up on their little nuances if they're hiding something or if they're you know there's something a bit sus going on so how did how did Taj propose
0: did you know
1: that it was coming or was it a full-blown surprise for you
0: um it's funny you say that because usually I am like he's a really bad liar to begin with um
2: all oh, my goodness <laughs>
0: but the proposal completely sideswiped me. Did not see it coming from a million miles miles away. Even though looking back, it was very obvious.
1: Oh, the best kept secret.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. He, I always, I had in my head that he didn't want to get married. I don't know why I had that in my head. I don't even think we ever really had a conversation about it. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I think it's a girl thing too. You know, you kind of when you're with someone for a while, you. To avoid that constant, are you guys getting married? Or that like disappointment, like oh, did he do? Is he going to do it now? It's kind of like you you put it in your mind where okay, well, we're we're good where we are. We're happy in our spot, so you know doesn't need to happen.
0: But yeah. if it does, yeah, so. I I think so too. I think it's definitely just so you don't have you're not sitting and dwelling on it all the time. Um, but also, I guess like my parents had separated um so marriage to me it was like because we had a kid it felt more binding than a marriage did so it was never really like at the top of my you know we had to do it or like you know if he wasn't going to propose to me then I was going to leave or whatever um it was just one of those things but I have always wanted that fairy tale wedding um I've dreamt about it since I was little so I was really pumped um when it did happen because it was like you know that relationship was already there and already concreted but it was nice to have a celebration to celebrate that absolutely and I
2: suppose like life gets so caught up when you have your own children so it's nice to kind of reconnect again with your partner like have something just for the two of you
0: yeah absolutely and like I I am quite a romantic I love love like it's so funny because I put in my head that it didn't really matter that much to me, but I would just like look on bridal blogs or like sit on Pinterest and look at bridal stuff all the time because I just love it. Um, so I guess secretly I did want to be close to. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's happened,
1: we can admit these kind of things. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Asking and getting married, I can admit that I um, was probably like leaving my phone open with like wedding rings and things open just to drop them off.
1: Just the subtle hints, and so you had no had no idea it was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had no idea it was coming.
0: Did were you traveling at the time, or you were at home, or no, we were at home, and it was on Valentine's Day. Um, and he's not a traditional romantic. Like he's really romantic in his own ways, but we've never really celebrated Valentine's Day. Hasn't been a huge thing for us. Like I would never get a present on Valentine's Day. Um. So that surprised me even more and it came around and the week before Valentine's day, he said, we should go to lunch next week. Oh, it's Valentine's day next week. We should go to lunch. And I was surprised that he even knew the day was coming up. I didn't even know he knew, like I was completely baffled that he even knew Valentine's day was coming. So I thought that was really nice. And then it came around to Valentine's day and I remember he had a meeting for work in the morning and he came home, he's from the meeting and while he'd gone, I just, it it finished right before lunch and I just put a dress on like nothing fancy, just pretty much got out of my pajamas. And he came home and looked at me weird and he was like, what are you dressed up for? And I was like, um, the lunch that you told me that we were going to. And he was all like grumpy and weird. And he's like, well, I haven't organized anything. And, and then I flipped and I was like, I turned angry because I thought he would turned me into that girl that expects everything on Valentine's Day, which was so not who I was. Um, so it was really funny because we went to a lunch after that at this really beautiful place and then I was kind of annoyed because um, he didn't organise a babysitter. So we had Bella with us who was about one at the time and that is the most annoying age to take your kid anywhere for lunch because they can't sit and focus on anything, like even though – I said, I would never give my kids screen time. You can't even give them a screen. <laughs> um, so it was like this completely non-romantic lunch, chasing this screaming toddler around. And like we had crayons in our beautiful food that she was throwing at us. Um, and then we got home. Oh no, I, I we got home and he was being super weird. And he started like cleaning the, the garage. And I couldn't believe that on this day of all days, that instead of just spending time with me, he would clean the garage. Um, and then we went to the beach that afternoon and then he said, can I have your phone? And I was like, oh, can we take a cute couple's picture? Which also he never, ever, ever does. It's this, like idea of hell.
2: Oh do
0: Or if I ask him to take a photo of me and the girls, he'll like take it half of the ground so I don't ask him to do it again. But he realized if he's at it, I'll continue to ask him. Um, And he goes, no, not to take a photo of us, to order takeaway curry or something. And I was like, wow, that's romantic. Why don't you just think outside the square? And it was like this explosion of my anger just erupted from the day. So I'm surprised that we even made it to the proposal because I was actually such a bitch to him. Um, And then he goes, hold on, just you know, you order curry. Give me 10 minutes at home. I'm going to set something up for you. And I was like, oh, here we go. Like I might have had to demand it, but I'm going to get somewhere here. Um, And we got home and he'd set up this really cute area on our rooftop Um, and he set up like a little picnic rug and we were sitting and watching the sunset because we have those beautiful WA sunsets over here and then he's like I've got a surprise and he went around the corner and he got this um, champagne bucket with my favourite bottle of champagne in it. And I was like, look, see, you can be romantic when you want to. And he goes, one more thing. And he got down on his knee and he opened up a ring box with a burger ring inside. And I didn't even, we've joked about me, that if that's one thing we had spoken about prior to this. I always said, I, like, I love food. We have a big joke that I'm obsessed with food. Like I wake up in the morning and I'm already, like, looking at recipes of what to eat for dinner that night. Um, so I had mentioned a burger ring at some stage and he opened up the ring box of the burger ring. And my first thought was that I had guilted him into proposing to me. And it was like, he'd done that just to make like, to do something. And I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? I didn't even say yes. And I was like, just in complete shock. Didn't even cry. I was just stunned. And then he's like, ah, uh, can you say something? um and I said yes and Bella nearly ran off the roof and it was like it was all happening and we were hugging and crying and yeah it was really beautiful
2: oh lovely it's very special like having it in your own intimate area too makes it a little bit more special
0: yeah it's in our favorite spot and it was nice having Bella there for it adds that second level of
1: personalization doesn't it you know it's just yeah it's really really important And so it was a gorgeous surprise, which like we said before, is really hard when you know people so intimately for such a long amount of time. So something that was, you know, I think really, um, it's hard for them to do. So very impressive by him. And then when you, you you were saying before, you know, you had a few ideas about how you'd want things to look. But when in your mind, did you guys just kind of sit on the experience for a little while?
0: Um, yes. And I think that's the best part. I think that most of the fun of the wedding is organising it all. I loved it. Um, we decided to have like quite a big amount of time in between when we got engaged and when we had the wedding um just because we kind of like didn't start organizing things straight away we kind of just reveled in telling everyone our news and getting excited and then I, I think a couple of months went by before we even really sat down to talk about it And we wanted our wedding to be in February because that's summer and it's the best time down here at all the wineries. But February the following year just – it was like less than a year away and it just didn't seem like enough time for us because I just don't want it to be – it's such a good time of your life and I don't think stress should be involved, even though it's always involved. Um, You know, the minimum amount of stress that you can have on your day – just makes it so much more enjoyable and you don't you don't want it to be about that at the end of the day. You don't want to be rushed and have to worry about all these things. So, yeah, we had 2 years to organize it, which was oh, 2 really
2: years is nice. It's good to just like slowly chip away at it too, um, you know, and start the planning process without, you know, having to rush around, you know, knowing that you're on a time limit and schedule.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's like long enough but not too long to like forget about it and have it be a bit, um, yeah, that it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, that's it. And when you're juggling a child as well, it puts a whole new ball up in the air of time management and how much time you've got to actually, you know, sit there and dedicate hours to Pinterest and hours to research. And, you know, some days you're so exhausted that the only thing you can do is you can barely open the bottle of wine.
0: Which is what we need to do most in the world. <laughs> um, we, were still, we were still traveling, and we were both still working, and that on top. So there was a lot going on.
2: Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And so then after that, so you had about two years to plan. Like, what was like your initial step? Like with the planning process, did you like engage a planner, or did you create like your mood board, or like how did you kind of kick things off there?
0: um I definitely started off with a Pinterest mood board. Um, I think that's fun, anyway. That's I mean, it was done like five years ago secretly. (laughs) But the first thing we kind of had to do, we always knew that we wanted to get married down where we are Um, because we're, yeah, we're in the southwest of Western Australia, um, just outside of Margaret River and it's so beautiful and there's wineries everywhere and beautiful beaches. And a lot of our friends haven't had the chance to come visit or haven't been here for a very long time. So it felt like a destination wedding for the guests, but was in our own home, so it was super easy for us to organise. Um, yeah, I loved that about it because it was just like if we had to do meetings or go see the venue, it's literally 10 minutes from our house. But everyone got a holiday out of it, which was really cool. Um, the hardest thing, the next thing we had to do was – um organize our guests because Taj has traveled so much during his career. He literally has groups of friends all over the world. Um, And I'm quite the same. Like I will make best friends with someone every time I leave the house pretty much. So the guest list for us was the hardest because we didn't know if we had to lock in how many guests we were going to have. So then we could organize the style of wedding we wanted to have. Um, And we ended up going with 250.
1: (laughs) was a big starting number
0: yeah yeah oh I think it even started at 300 but we had to cut it down and that's that's one of the hardest parts of the process you know there
1: there's little ebbs and flows through the whole planning journey but you know when when you have either got a venue that you love with a limited amount of guest numbers open for it or if you've got A really big choice but you've got a really large guest quantity it's it's where the couples probably find their first real amount of work that you've got to do in the planning process is because you've either got to be all inclusive and just you know blow it up and have an amazing celebration or you've got to start the culling process which is really hard and a lot of people can't do it
0: yeah absolutely and I feel like there's this thing too When you you either have a small wedding or a big wedding and when you decide you're having a big wedding, it sounds like it would be easier but it was actually harder to cull for a big wedding because it's like you invite one person from this group and that's got an extra like 10 people with them that you kind of attached. (laughs) Um, And when you have a big wedding, if people do get culled, they take it to heart a bit more because they look at these wedding photos and they're like, look like there's a, this massive amount of people and they missed out but when you've got a small wedding people understand a bit more but I think you have to remember it is your day and it's just like an unspoken rule that people can't really be offended if they don't get invited
2: yeah exactly and then so you started the planning process what did you kind of envision for your wedding like what kind of style were you after like was there anything specific that you really wanted
0: um I'm quite open-minded and funnily enough looking at my Pinterest board it had no um it wasn't all the same it was everywhere like my life like all the complete pictures were completely different so there was about 10 different styles of weddings in my one folder um we just wanted it to be we didn't want it to be too serious we're not really like traditional people. Um, we just wanted it to be exactly how we wanted it to be. We didn't want to follow any plans or any guidelines. And we just want it to be a big celebration of love pretty much. That's all we thought from the start. Um, so we just started at that, yeah, and grew on that. We got a wedding planner. Um, she's amazing. She's got a company down here at Southwest. Oh, hold on need to look at the name of that um but she was amazing and if you do and if you can get a wedding planner I would seriously recommend that because there's so many things that even if you are you know if as many blogs as you look at or as many weddings as you've been to there's just so many little things that you would never even think about
1: and it's always those little things that that can throw the biggest curveballs to to couples when they are
2: getting married I know like at the moment, Laura um, has told me that, you know, there's been a lot of things like in contracts with COVID, with suppliers um, that you kind of have to look through, like whether or not, you know, you can get your deposit back or reschedule. And um, I don't know if I was kind of planning a wedding by myself, that's something that I wouldn't have even kind of thought about or looked at if I did need to cancel or postpone my wedding, I wouldn't have even looked at the contracts do you know what I mean so it's good to have that person on the side who knows those ins and outs that you might not necessarily think about
0: oh my goodness I like feel so my heart just goes out to anyone that's had a wedding during this time or i supposed to have a wedding during this time because it is like you put so much effort into it and you're so excited for this day and yeah
2: Mm, exactly
0: and then life pops up
2: that's and, like, were there any kind of, like, gaps that your planner did think of? Like, any certain things that spring to mind that perhaps you didn't think of having? Or, like, I know that you probably had your list of must-haves, but, you know, what was kind of those important things that, you know, they perhaps mentioned or helped you with on the way? That I didn't
0: think about, but she knew? Yeah. Um. This sounds like a really funny one. And I actually think this one came from The Celebrant, but... um she had this idea that the boys would have a an aisle song when they first got to the wedding so the boy because often you know you get there and the boys are already waiting up the front and they're sweating because the bridal party takes so long and they're so nervous to begin with but they um got to choose a song and walk down the aisle as well and they had their little moment that was really nice
2: that's cute.
0: It just kind of lightens the mood, doesn't it? Yeah,
2: otherwise you feel like you're at a funeral sometimes. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's just like you're already waiting there for so long. It's nice to, yeah, not be waiting for even longer and have your funeral time. And of course, they picked like a funny song. I can't even remember. Oh, bum, 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 let me hear say so a well. I think like- <laughs> I think that's what they want. Kind of a song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it was good, and it lightened the mood of the whole crowd because it, it was like sunny and hot and sweaty, and there was a lot of people there. So it just,
2: yeah, it set the scene. I remember sitting at a wedding once, and someone, like one of the family members, like an older uncle or something, like screamed out to the crowd, like, "Everyone needs to lighten up. We're not at a funeral." <laughs> God because it was so serious and like you don't need to have your wedding to be like that do you like it just it needs to be fun like it's the celebration of love so you know but it is
0: it's like that you know there's you could drop a pin everyone's just waiting for the bride to come and there's a bit of anxiety in the air because yeah it's like that so I can see how it can easily get that way so it's nice to just have something else that breaks up for you.
1: That's fair. And basing, you know, taking on board um, experience from those in the industry as well can really help you guys to bring something to your wedding that potentially, you know, hadn't happened in your friends' weddings either. So it kind of always gives that little memorable, um, you know, slice of heaven at your wedding that people always end up talking about for so, you know, so much longer after the fact. Yeah, Absolutely. And you had it you so you had Empire Events as your wedding stylist and you had Amber Jasper as your florist is that it? Yes. She
0: yes. is she's, she's like
1: wild. So she's amazing. More than a
0: florist. She's like an artist. She is unbelievable. And I had to give her very 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 minimal um, direction. For well, well one of the reasons why I went with her was because I loved her work anyway. And I think that's really important to remember that it just takes a lot of pressure off you. If you find someone you like and you trust their work enough to not have to worry too much about it. Um, I just sent her like a couple of inspiration pictures and she was like, I know exactly what to do with this. Um, and a lot of the time, because I mean, she set up the the room inside and I hadn't even seen that until we got there way after the wedding. So you want you to trust in them quite a bit.
1: Incredible and what was your so what what for your day how what colours did you did you have the same colours at the very start of the process that you had at on your day or did your style and your vibe change when you employed employed your suppliers and they gave you bits of advice too or how did it kind of work with you? Having a design background, it kind of changes it a bit too, because you do have a natural eye for for the creative side.
0: Yeah, yeah. I it definitely changed a little bit when I um, hide Amber, because sh- her her eye and her way of doing things was a lot more. Um, detailed than what mine was um I'm a bit more minimalist and I was pretty much just like I just want white flowers with a bit of foliage and greenery um and then she showed me so much more than I could have ever dreamt of and she had dyed palm leaves and there was prickly pear cactus and um she just added a lot of more texture and dimensions which I adored like it was just beautiful
2: yeah, it was very like that kind of coastal, you know, Byron Bay kind of. You know, I know that you were in WA, but that just that beautiful kind of beachy.
0: Yeah, and she, I mean, she read me to a T, and she kind of knew my style more than I even knew my style, um, which was really cool. Everything was perfect, and she, um, she had like a lot of like um, buttery and earthy toned roses, and um, it was just unbelievable.
2: And so, um, you know, what did you find was the most challenging part? And did you stick to your budget? Um,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't think anyone ever does.
0: We, I wasn't giving, I wasn't given a strict budget. Um, he's so not he wanted, like not the organising type. And I would ask him questions, and he's like, "I really don't care. I just want you to be happy." He, he was more worried about the guests and like the planning of the day. Um, Not so much the finishing touches. He just was like, I don't really mind. You just make yourself happy. Um, But, yeah, we went a little over budget but not too much. We were lucky. We worked with lots of local suppliers that we were kind of friends with to begin with. So that was quite nice. We all worked together. Yeah. It's very easy to go over budget. Very, 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 very easy. And it's just more. You get so swept up and because it's your one day, you're like, I need this and I need this and I need this. Um,
1: yes, you do need that nine-tower champagne tower. Yes, you do. <laughs>
0: yeah, I did that. I did the champagne totally. tower. Totally. that. But also with Instagram and seeing other people's weddings, you just think of things that you would never even plan to have at your wedding and you're like, oh, I really need that gelato cart now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So tell us, a, tell us a little bit about the morning and how the day run for your ceremony because obviously having a, a little babe as well um, at that time would have been, you know, potentially a, a different way that you may have got ready as opposed to other, you know, brides or grooms getting ready the morning of.
0: Yep. Um, so I actually stayed in a house with the the night before bridesmaids the night before the wedding. My sister was here at the time, she didn't stay, she was my maid of honour, but she took my little girl Bella and took her home and stayed the night at my house, Um, and then she brought Bella back in the morning, and Bella got ready with all of us until a couple of hours before the wedding, and then her grandma came and took her, which was nice, just so we could have a bit of time, like, all, all my friends and my bridesmaids were at the house and they were kind of like her aunties. So there was a lot of people looking after her, but there was still like much more ease when she left the building. Oh, <laughs> How old
2: was Bella at this time?
0: Um, I think Bella was two, maybe three when we got married. Yeah.
2: Actually, so running around and a yeah, bit crazy.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. And she's exactly like me. She's a motor mouth. So she wanted to know exactly what was happening. She wanted to talk to everyone about everything and she thought it was her day, which is pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> How beautiful. And so,
1: and so you then made your way to the ceremony. How are you feeling?
2: Because
1: even though you've been for so long, it still in, can be an intimidating
0: car ride. Yeah, it's a really bizarre feeling. We, um, just the whole morning of the wedding was so different to what I thought it would be. It went really long, which was really nice. I thought it was going to go really, really quick, but um, it was so laid back. We just drank champagne and had a big brunch. We had to make sure we ate a lot because that's sometimes you forget to do that and that would be a big no-no. Um, we made sure we ate a big brunch in the morning and drank champagne and we kind of all just sat around telling stories about Taj and I, which was really fun, like memories that we had all along. and other just other stories of growing up and it was like being at a high school reunion kind of but for our relationship um and we just made sure that there was music around because I just did like like again with the wedding planning I just did not want it to be stressful I didn't want to have to be thinking about a million things and that's why having a wedding planner is also was also really good for me because I didn't have to think about what was going on at the venue. Um, she called me a couple of times just to check in and make sure everything was going okay and if she had a couple um, – to like go over a, last, a couple of last things. But I didn't have to worry about all that. I just had to worry about getting ready and getting there, which was really good.
2: Lovely. And then so you had your um, ceremony. Um, where did you have your ceremony first –
0: um we had it because we had the 250 guests when we decided to have it somewhere we booked a venue that we knew that we could have it all at the one venue and not have to move because the logistics of that was going to be way too hard getting everyone all of those people to move around um so we had it at a local brewery down here called caves road collective and we had Even though we had it at the one venue, it's this huge area. So we had our ceremony up in the vineyards, like between the vines. There was this big corridor and we um, got uh, sorry, a big aisle and we got married in there. And then everyone, all of our guests walked down through the venue and they, it's on a dam. So there's this beautiful island in the middle of the dam and we had cocktail hour there until sunset. And then we had the reception inside in this big, beautiful, old stone room, really beautiful.
2: And then um, so were there any like favourite details of the wedding and any disasters or anything like how did the kind of night pan out?
0: Um, No disasters. Oh, the only disaster was our buses came late and people were left
2: waiting but I um, oh, yes. secretly got a car out of there. That's always uh-huh. a given, isn't it?
0: Yeah. There, there's always something that's got to go wrong. And if that, yeah. and right at the end of the night, people are already drunk. Like if that's the one thing that's going to go wrong, that's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's
2: it. It's not too big of a deal.
0: Yeah. Not at all. Um, we, I don't know. I think my favorite thing was we had our speeches on the island at cocktail hour and, um, and often speeches happen so much later into the night, but it was still light and it was still the afternoon. And we had, they'd set us up on chairs, on um, bar stool chairs, and then everyone kind of sat facing us like there were a crowd. It was like school story time. And everyone sat on the grounds and had like pasta around drinks. Everyone had Aperol spritzes and champagne and beer. And everyone had already had something to eat beforehand too. So they were all calm. And the speeches were amazing and everyone, like, could remember them still and no one, was, no one was moving an inch. Like, to have the attention of 250 people and have it during the day and having no one stir, and they were quite long speeches, um, it was so nice. It was a really special moment. And then Taj was just so stressed out about doing his speech, he wanted to get it out of the way quickly so he didn't have to spend the whole night dwelling on it. When you can drink up. Yeah, exactly. You have to stress. He wanted that. So I liked having the speeches early. That was really cool for
2: us. And then like how did the night pan out? Like did you have like sit down or was it a cocktail? And then like did you have a DJ or a live band? Like how did the night kind of run? Um, No,
0: we had a cocktail because of the amount of people. I find sometimes too when I do go to weddings, which is really funny because I love a long lunch or like a sit down dinner so much in a normal setting. I have them all the time but I feel like sometimes they do make the weddings go super fast and they already I just had this thing about my wedding like I wanted to squeeze every moment out of it and not let it slip through my fingers um so we had a cocktail style and on so the ceremony started at three and then everyone went down the island for cocktail hour and it was sort of set up like a not a festival, but we had um, food stands. So we had this big, huge gourmet cheese board. um, And then we had a taco stand, paella, salads, and yeah. And everyone just kind of like went and got food as they wanted. Um, And then we had just some seats out on the grass out there. And then, so that was early afternoon. Because sometimes I feel too like everyone gets excited at a wedding. And especially if you're not having a sit down wedding, like food is not high on the priority level of people, but if they don't get fed, they get wasted. So um, we didn't want that. So we had the food early because I feel like sometimes if you don't have the food early and in people's face, like we had canopies going out to people's face to remind them to eat, um, they sometimes forget about it. and You don't want to have one of those disasters. No, and
1: especially as you did your speeches early as well, a lot of the time with sit down, you know, a speech follows a meal, follows a speech, follows a meal. So it's a bit more of a, a running track to a sit down. But with cocktail, yeah, ha- and having speeches early, it's it's a it's a long time of drinking in between food if people don't see see the people around with those trays. So. Exactly,
0: and we were very wary of that, and we've got lots of wild friends. We know our guest list. <laughs> um, we, wanted right be, the... <laughs> we wanted to make
1: sure that no one had to get carried out. And so, and then being at a venue and having so many guests,
0: did you party long into the night? Or um, yeah, we had a DJ. We had a, a couple of luck. Like, I'm lucky that a couple of my friends are DJs. Um, we actually had one of our friends, Fisher. We wanted to get him to DJ, but funnily enough, they came to the wedding and they had to fly. They had to leave the wedding early to get to driven to, there's like a small airport near us, half an hour from us, to get driven to the small airport, to get a private plane to Perth Airport and then to go from Perth to Sydney to LA for the Grammys. So they literally had to leave our wedding at 8pm to go straight to the Grammys oh um, so he was nice of him made it yeah I know it was really really nice and it was quite funny because his girlfriend well now wife Chloe um really didn't want to leave and he had to drag her out of there and he broke the strap of her dress <laughs>
2: oh. so there was no there was no losing it played at the um wedding? well it's there was always
0: going to be a dedication to Fisher <laughs> um, he didn't get to play it but we've got lots of friends that are DJs and it was so fun it was just one of those nights where every single song like everyone was having the best time ever um the dance floor as soon as soon as the sun set it was like everyone went to the dance floor and did not stop dancing for five hours that's what Six you want Six hours, even yeah five yeah, from seven till midnight um it was so much fun
2: Great. All right, well, we might kick off with our little black book, so some rapid-fire questions. Oh,
0: I don't know if my baby brain's going to be that rapid, but we'll see how we go.
2: (laughs) No, you're all good. Um, So you wore two dresses. Can you tell us about that?
0: When I first went to try on my dress, I actually organised, not because I wanted to try on a dress, but my girlfriend's organised a trip to Paris, a girl's trip, and I was like, well, while we're over there we're going to have to try dresses on and I hadn't even done a wedding dress fitting on know where I wanted to start and I literally just put on my Instagram like does anyone know any good bridal um, stores in Paris and a lot of people sent through this one designer Rime Aradaki um, and I wrote to her and it was kind of last minute and I wrote to her and I said look I know I'm probably not going to get a fitting but is there any way we can come in And she was like, absolutely. I gave her my sob story. I'm coming from Australia. And (laughs) coming (laughs) And she's like, look, I can fit you in on this day. Um, And I went there and she had sent me the lookbooks before. And she said, pick your dresses and we'll have these waiting there. And then when you get here, you can have a look around the showroom and see if there's anything that catches your eye. And I picked this dress. And just because it was like one of those days where you drink the champagne and it's all fun and my girlfriends were there, I picked dresses that I didn't even think I would like just because I was there. Um, And one of these dresses that didn't even really catch my eye from the start, I pulled out and it was the first one I tried on and we just all broke into tears.
2: So Um, we had that moment.
0: Yeah, we had a proper moment and I didn't think that was going to happen. And I thought that maybe it had happened just because it was the first time that I'd put a, a wedding dress on. So we tried on some other ones and we just didn't have that. And then I put it, but I put it the first one on again and we cried again. So I was like, that's the one. And I didn't try on any other dresses after that. That was it. Oh, that one's
2: beautiful. Yeah. Like see-through arms with the beading yeah. detail.
0: Oh, it's the best dress. It I loved it so much. It was just perfect. And I wanted something with longer arms, but because it was in the middle of summer, it was really lightweight. So it wasn't too hot. Um, and it would just, it, I liked it's the kind of shape that I've always wanted, like um, a train but, like, tight through the bottom. Um, yeah. Those sleeves got me. Those sleeves were magic. Oh, aren't they? And the little um, – they almost looked like beads on there, but it was just – Oh, I thought
2: they were beads. No, it wasn't they weren't. It was just uh, – yeah. And then your second dress um, you wore, was that for the ceremony?
0: Yes. Oh, no, That, that the Rima Erudakum ceremony um, and then my reception dress. I actually did a photo shoot. Um, I'd met this girl that's from Wollongong, which is where I grew up, and she just started a boutique bridal um, dress company called Bowie Ray, and she contacted me and wanted to shoot me for the first campaign, so I shot that. And I just love the dresses so much, but I'd already purchased my roommate Aradaki one and I told her that. And she's like, look, I know you've got your other one, but if you do want to have a second dress for the wedding, I'll I'll make you one. And I was just so over the moon because I did love her dresses, but had already committed to this other one. And I'm like, if you're going to give me a second dress, I'm never, ever, ever going to say no. Um, and she let me design one with her. So we kind of, I took one of her designs and just changed the fabric slightly um and now she actually has them you can purchase them on her website she called it the Rebecca dress which is really But it was so special and it was so beautiful because we got to design it together and um my mom actually didn't make it to my main ceremony but she saw me at all my dress fittings and she saw the dress just before she passed away so
2: that was really special too oh that's like a lovely moment to have yeah yeah and she loved it lovely Lovely. And then your bridesmaids, did you have bridesmaids? Yes, I had a lot of bridesmaids. Yeah, and what dresses did they wear? Um, They just wore
0: custom-made dresses. They all had different dresses um, and they all just, I've got some friends that are designers, so they just designed their own dresses and then they all had their dresses made out of the same fabric.
2: Lovely. And your wedding shoes? They were St. Laurent. Groom
0: suit? Well, uh, oh, hold on. I had St. Laurent shoes for the ceremony, oh, and Tony Bianco yeah. more comfortable ones for reception, which were a lot safer.
2: Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and groom suit? Um, he went
0: to, there's this boutique suit store in Perth called Curzard, and there's just this amazing, amazing woman that owns it, and she is the most fabulous person I will probably ever meet. Um, She's so good at what she does because he went in, just didn't even know what he wanted at all, and she was amazing. And he ended up getting a ta- Tagliatore suit, which is an Italian designer. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, but he looked so good. He looked like James Bond. Oh, and hair? Um, I actually flew over one of my friends from Sydney. Her name's Johanna Lewis. Um she is so good at hair and makeup so I brought her all the way from Sydney to do both my hair and makeup. she even gave me a haircut on the day of my wedding and I trusted her to cut a fringe long bits of my hair at the front and not a full-blown fringe but like at the front
2: that's risky that's that's, (laughs) that's when
0: you know you really trust someone
2: yeah and jewelry did you wear like any
0: earrings or no, I didn't. I'm not a huge jewelry wearer, so I just wore my wedding rings on the day and one of my mum's rings.
2: And your flowers we mentioned earlier, but what, would you just like to repeat that? Yep, Amber
0: Jasper Stylist. Lovely. And cake? Um, the cake was just by a local cake maker called Margaret River Bake the Cake.
2: Great. And your ceremony and reception was at Cave Roads Collective? Yep. Um, and what, you had catering, so you had your food trucks?
0: Um, well, they, they did the catering um, and we had Paya that we outsourced from Simply paella. Um, and the rest was done in-house. Georgia Dog, oh, wow. who was our um, wedding planner, she did the um, cheese board, the gourmet cheese board, which was like actually not a cheese board, it was a cheese table and it was
2: oh, did that was get crazy. done by the end oh yeah yeah it yeah. was gone straight uh, away great idea having a cheese board just for people to especially like at a cocktail type wedding
0: exactly it's something that you can just go back to and pick out it was almost too pretty to eat but it was amazing
2: yeah and who was your planner again if you just want to repeat Georgia that? Dodd is her name oh Dodd. yeah and invitations
0: we didn't we did ours online paperless post oh okay just because there were oh, so many people I just couldn't even bother to deal with that and it was easier just to get RSVPs online for us by paperless post
2: So easy isn't it it's very like a convenient way to send yeah absolutely. Invitations. I, heard, I read somewhere that a lot of people return their invitations without their name on it so then the bride and groom lose track of who's actually sent them back which can be a problem um and your photographer
0: um, Balga Murphy did our photography. Um, Ryan Murphy is he's got a fashion background in photography, so he's got a really, really, really good eye. He's amazing. Great. And videographer? Um, yes, we had the wedding tape.
2: The wedding tape, was it? Yes. Great. And your entertainment? Um, me? All your the- No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um we had one of our friends dimity Stoyle uh, who's a dj and her dj name's shimmy disco um, and another one of our friend's boyfriends jake which he's actually in a band called yuma x but he dj's on the side and they were amazing the best combo ever
2: lovely and finishing off with do you have any words of advice for future brides
0: um, my words of advice would be go in with an open mind, um, choose um, vendors who you like for their style to make it easier for yourself so you don't have to instruct them as much um, and don't forget that don't get too carried away, Try if you know exactly what you want, Try don't look at too many weddings because then you sort of veer off in all different directions Um, And you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. Like make it uniquely you and you'll have the best day.
2: Great. Uh,
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us, Rebecca. It's been an absolute pleasure and it sounded like, you know, an amazing day to top off a, a bit of a ride for you guys. So I'm so glad that you had you know 250 of your nearest and dearest there to party the night away
0: yeah i know everyone keeps talking about having a reunion for it because it was that much fun so we might have a five-year reunion why not any excuse right yeah exactly thank you thanks honey no problems have a good day guys Thanks so much for listening
1: to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining!